Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ooh, this is the wrong intro. I screwed that up. Who cares? We're just gonna have a wrong intro today. Hey, what's up? Uh, welcome to Challenge, the podcast all about MTV's The Challenge. My name is Tim. I'm your host tonight, and uh, I'm not joined my, by my usual cohorts. Instead, I'm joined by Zach. Say hello, Zach. Hello, everyone. How are you doing tonight, Tim? Uh, excellent. Thanks for joining me tonight and watching um, the show in the Wolford's absence. Yeah, no problem. It's a really good episode tonight, so I'm super excited to talk about it. It was. Good timing. And we get to talk about a survivor. That's good, because me and Zach are starting a survivor podcast here um, at the, with the start of season 41. So this is not only a, an episode of Challenged, this is a preview episode of Survivored, a podcast <laughs> all about Survivor, the world's worst title for a podcast. But hey. Uh, it'll be fun. We spent way too much time thinking of that name. <laughs> we did. Well, we, we went over like better names, but they were all taken. And so it's just like, fine, fuck it. We'll just take the the, the bad one. And that's fine. That's right. Seth. sometimes Zach. Yeah, sometimes Zach. Uh, I was going to ask sometimes Hillary, but she uh, has absolutely hated last season. And then the one episode that she's watched this season, she couldn't possibly catch up to the season to review tonight's episode. So, so here's Zach. I'm sorry. You guys are stuck with me. <laughs> and Carlin says you couldn't hear the intro. Um, well, then you got to hear me sing like kind of acapella. But that is kind of bad news because I think um, that then they can't hear the live calls. <laughs> I was about to say, hopefully the, the intro is not connected to the phone. Uh, it sure is. So sorry, chat room, but you're going to not hear the live calls. But hopefully those live calls will go on through uh, Spreaker. If they, uh, yeah, so if they listen to the podcast tomorrow, will they hear them then? They should. Okay. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I mean, that's how we have this worked up. So I, I sure hope that's how this is going to work. Um, sorry you couldn't hear that intro. It was the wrong one, but you got to hear me sing acapella. Um, all right. So thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to follow the show, you can go to challengedpod.com for links to all of our social media that we barely to never use, including links to our Facebook group, which is the best place on the internet to talk about the challenge. Um, and you can also use that link challengedpod.com to sign up for Patreon. Uh, Zach, what do they get if they sign up for Patreon? They get their name read at the start of every episode. They sure do. If they give us $2 a month. So thank you to Abby, Ali, Alphonse, Alvin, Amanda, Anias, Andrea, Andrew, Angela, Bell, Bethany, Brian, Cab, Carlin, Caroline, Cass, Cassandra, Christian, Christopher, Danielle, David, Daz, Edward, Elise, Ellen, Ethan, George, Greg, Heidi, Isabella, Jacqueline, uh, Jamie, Jamie, Janelle, Janelle and Eli, Jen, Joker, Joker McLovin. That's my new favorite dude, man. He like posts on the Patreon and stuff, and it's just a funny name. Uh, welcome, Joker. Uh, Julie, Catherine, Katie, Kyla, Laura, Leanne, Lily, LJ, Luke, Melanie, Misty, Patty, Rolden, Sarah, Scott, Seth, Shakar, Shelby, Tara, Taylor, and Xavier. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, all of you. You guys are heroes. You are. Uh, for $1 a month, you get exclusive access to a bunch of after shows and pre-shows. So if you're thinking, man, I wish I could listen to more of those guys from Challenge, you can. Give us a dollar, and you can hear like a shitload more content. And right before we started the show, I was just commenting on Tim's beautiful poster with 11 <laughs> different seasons on it, which they sent out to all the Patreons. Yep. Yeah, we've sent out koozies, we sent out posters, stickers, Valentine's Day cards. So yeah, we do send out stuff every once in a while. Um, we should do another giveaway. You should. You should also bring back the clothing line. I was just looking at the uh, You Want a Piece of Me shirt this yeah. morning. Almost <laughs> wore it today. I was like, oh, you guys got to do more clothing. We're a little out of date with our uh, with our clothing, our merch. But you can still get a Pizza Me shirt, I guess. Highly recommend. Um, so this episode is going to be a little different. I'm not Amanda, so I took very bad notes. 
But this will be a different episode because we are going to, me and Zach are going to briefly recap the episode, kind of talk about our highlights, and then we're going to open it up to the, to the phone lines. So chat room, this is your chance to chime in on the episode. Tell us what you think. And uh, that would be really fun. Katie says, uh, I was unable to watch tonight, but I'd like to call in later. Uh, Katie, just call in, just call in and talk about it. Even if you didn't watch it, who cares? Listen to us talk about it and then you'll have some input. Uh, all right. So generally speaking, good episode. It's called Fessy this week. Or I'm sorry, Messy <laughs> because messy, of yes. Messy Fessy, I'm sure. Uh, so Zach, did this make you like Fessy more or hate him more? It made me hate him more. Yeah. And surprisingly, you know, I don't love him yet, but I did find Josh a lot more tolerable and I found myself rooting for him at times in this episode. I know that made me really uncomfortable, though. Same. I don't like that. No. <laughs> I've hated the guy for so many seasons. It's, it's rough to hear him think like, oh, shit, the guy's got a point, you know? He might not be the hero we wanted, but he's the hero we need right now. Right. So this episode started with uh, Priscilla talking about the the Vet Alliance which maybe I'm mistaken, but I don't remember the rookies talking about it so openly, like out in the open this season. So the rookies are very well aware that there's a vet alliance and they're just doing nothing to stop it. Right. Exactly. I was thinking that earlier that we kept seeing them talk about it and they had the number for, you know, the first three episodes. They could have rallied together and said, hey, let's put a stop to this. But so many of them, especially the ones that had veteran partners, just seemed content to ride it out with the veterans. Yep. And we still see that, you know, um, we, we see rookies and I think Corey L was one of them. They just want to survive. They just want to make it till next week. They're just want to make it to hopefully they see some cracks in the vet Alliance, but for now they're just sort of floating and doing the best they can. Um, but I, I think you're right, Zach, what they should have done is banded together at the very beginning. Like there's more of us than there is of them. We can take this out. And I think some of them are just content to try to make it to the middle of the pack because they figure the longer they stay, the more chance of coming back. Right. Yeah, they're not really playing to win this time. They're playing to come back next time. Exactly. Which is a weak sauce. That's not the way to play this game, if you ask me. No, and you look at someone like, I can't remember his name, but the, was it Kells that went home? Yeah. And, you know, he went home second. I think he's probably the most likely person to come back from this season already. Because yeah. Yeah, he made a big impact in a short amount of episodes. Yeah, so it's not just about how far you can go. It's about how memorable you are. That's right. Yeah, so pe maybe people are just aiming to be memorable and, and try again next season when the odds are more you know, in their favor. Uh, and so then we get a talk between Logan and Big T. Uh, Big T very obviously has a crush on Logan. I mean, who wouldn't? He's a beautiful <laughs> man. He is. Um, I don't know if it's reciprocated. Did you get any any feeling about that? I mean, he did make the comment about, you know, I'd like to come back here with you again. I'm not sure if it's actually reciprocated or if he's just trying to play the game. Right. But it did seem a little bit out of left field. Like, I don't think we heard anything about either of them having feelings for each other until this episode. Yeah, we didn't. And then it was, yeah, it seemed kind of intense right away. Like, they're in that cool, like, little gazebo thing in the middle of that weird cloudy blue water stuff. It was like a nice little romantic uh, scene for them, I guess. But uh, unlike Hill... Hill watches this show exclusively exclusively for hookups, and I do not. I find them all sickening. Uh, I don't want to see any of this, but uh, good for Logan and Big T, I guess. Yeah, I like Big T, so if she finds someone that makes her happy, I'm happy for her. Yeah, same, yeah. Anything Big T does, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, so we get a scene with Josh and Fessy uh, strategizing. Um, I have in my notes here, like, why? Why are they bothering to strategize? They, they're in the Big Brother Alliance. It's a strong alliance. All they, can, all they really have to do is ride this out for a few weeks. You know, there's not a lot of strategy that they need to be talking about right now. I agree. And, you know, kind of like we're talking about how the rookies seem to know about the veterans and don't do anything about it. I'm really shocked how everyone has to know about the Big Brother Alliance, but no one ever really seems to be that concerned with them still. Right. And yeah, you you gotta you gotta break them up. And I guess the the vets are giving them a free pass because they're vets. Rookies maybe just don't know what to do. But yeah, it seems like the Big Brother are getting a, a free pass at the moment. And then you got people like Devin, who you know in past seasons would go after them, and now even he's joined up with the Big Brother Alliance. Yep. Uh, Carlin has a good point. She says they need they all need to watch this show. This happens every year. There's no excuse for the rookies not to band together at the beginning. Uh, agree, Carlin. We've seen people like Gabo. I'm talking about wear it as sort of like a badge of honor. Like I haven't watched this show, but it's like well, that's why you're not doing well, man. Like you gotta watch like a season or two at least. I can't imagine going on to a, a TV show 
in their 37th season and think, oh, I'm not going to watch any previous season at all. I've wondered if some of them like got thrown on the show so quickly they didn't have a chance though. Because you hear that sometimes with like Survivor and Big Brother here in the United States where they'll find someone in a bar and then like a week later the person's flying out into right. sequester. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but they were they were sequestered for two weeks because of COVID, right? Yeah. So it seems like you have time to buy a season on iTunes and put it on your iPad and take it to your hotel room with you and just binge it during the two weeks. Yeah, I know with Big Brother, when they go into sequester for the game, production gives them a couple seasons on DVD so okay. they can watch it and study. I don't know if the challenge does it, but they probably should. They should, or, I mean, maybe it's kind of entertaining to watch them not <laughs> know how to play the game like Gabo. Yeah. Uh, but it is, every time, it's it's frustrating. Uh, to throw it back to Survivor, you know, you and I are going to be starting a Survivor podcast. And what I really like about Survivor is they're, they're pretty blatant about casting fans. And so you frequently watch people join Survivor and say like, oh my God, I love this show. I've seen every episode. I know how to play this game. I know what it takes. I'm here to, I'm here to play. I'm here to win. And I, it would be nice to have somebody do that other challenge, I guess. Yeah, I think about 15 years ago is when they first started casting the fans because for a while there, I guess it was more like five years ago, actually, not 15. I did my math wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like the fans did really well and they realized we need to be bringing more fans in and not just, right. you know, random hot people we see in the bar. <laughs> right. People that kind of know the game and can respect the game and, and play it right away instead of learn how to play it as they go. Yeah, people that want to actually compete and not just be there to be on TV and get famous. Right. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so then we have Josh saying he wants to be the glue, uh, which I think is hilarious because... Josh is kind of like glue, <laughs> just sort of nothing, just sort of bland and I don't know. I don't like that guy. Not a fan either, but better than Fessy. Yeah. Uh, so then we get CT and Huey working out. Um, CT kind of wonders, is Huey underrated? Uh, CT is saying this, so you got to put a little stock in it. And what do you think, Zach? Is, is To look at Huey, you think he's probably not an intimidating guy. He's not a force. He's not very athletic. But what do you think? Are we underestimating him? I think we might be a little bit. I I was telling you while we were watching the episode that I watched his season at Big Brother. And obviously the challenges they do on there are nowhere near as physical as these. But he always was able to hold his own. And he made it pretty far in the season and was always doing well. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I mean, I he does look athletic. You know, athletic people have sort of a look about them, a way about them. That it's kind of hard to describe, but to watch like a Josh walk down the street, you can look at him for five seconds and realize like that's not an athletic coordinated person. Uh, you don't really get that from from Huey. Yeah. Huey might have something. Yeah, I, th I think he may not have the most coordination, but I think, you know, he he's definitely more athletic than he looks. Yeah. Well, and I have I have some respect for him. Like I know last week he didn't do great. He was barfing and stuff before that jump. But I'll be goddamn the guy jumped. You know, like that takes some balls to be that scared that you're literally throwing up and then you just do it anyway. Like that's, I mean, that's, that's cool. I have more respect for that than people who have no problem with it. You know, that seems to be a trend with him on the season is he always cries and gets upset and doesn't want to do it. But then as soon as the whistle blows, yeah, he does what needs to be done. He's on. Yeah, that's good. That's you need that in the challenge. Uh, okay, so we got Devin and Kyle talking strategy. This is where we learn that they are super good friends uh, outside of the show. I don't think we knew that yet. Yeah, I'd never heard that before. That caught me off guard. Kind of makes sense, though, right? It does. You know, like uh, Kyle said, they're both dickheads, so they get along. They're both, yeah, kind of sarcastic and sort of like, yeah, they don't take the game too seriously, I don't think, or themselves. Um, I'm not surprised they were friends, but yeah, it's uh, I didn't ever really think about it, I guess. Um, and they are talking about strategy. They think the Vet Alliance is dying. They think uh, cracks are starting to form. People are sort of frantically trying to hold it together, but it is splitting. Uh, as we see in this episode, they are right. It is splitting. Uh, and then we have Kyle, or I'm sorry, Casey and Amber talking. Casey lies straight up to Amber's face, but tells the truth in confessionals that Amber is the lowest on the totem pole of the Big Brother Alliance. Nobody's really looking out for her, but they expect Amber to do work on behalf of them. And it's surprising that Amber, after everything she saw and how upset she was with them coming into the season that she just forgave so quickly. Yeah. But I think she figures, you know, even if she's at the bottom of the alliance, there's only three other people besides her. So, you know, fourth place, you know, that gets you into the final. So from there, it's just all on her. 
Yeah, I guess I didn't think about it that way. Because, yeah, she seemed too eager to get back into the Alliance that really didn't do much for her in Double Agents. Yeah. You know, she had she had two eliminations in Double Agents. She worked her butt off to get to the final, and, you know, she ended up winning. She did a great job. She played a great game. But Big Brother didn't do much for her. And so to to realize, like, well, Fessy kind of double-crossed me last season, but, like, I'm back all in. I'm in. I'm in. And I think she even said to, to Casey, like, oh, I think Fessy feels bad, and he's apologized, and I believe him. And it's like, Amber, come on, girl. Like, don't be so trusting in this game. Yeah, both Casey and Amber were saying, like, that they've seen him make steps this season to improve his social game. And I'm like, I haven't seen that at all. No, and I mean, this this episode is, you know... Exhibit A, that he has not done fuck all to improve his social game or his political game. I guess the one thing I'd give him credit for is he does, you know, I don't think his partner is the strongest, but he has been very patient with her and worked well with her. So, yeah, I think he's a good partner to Esther. He sort of realized that he was a shitty partner last season with Anissa. Yeah. Yeah. So he's changed that and that's good. But it's he, you know, and maybe that's just his journey towards pure self-awareness, but he sure doesn't seem totally self-aware just yet. Uh, okay, so yes, Amber misreads Fessy, yada, yada. So we're on to the mission, Undercover Comms. It's a walkie-talkie Morse code mission. Zach, you're from Alaska. Yes, I am. And you're a few years younger than me. I am. But it was prevalent here in the Midwest in like the mid-80s. Those walkie-talkies, they were black, but they had like an orange button. Yes. And they had the antenna with the orange thing on top of it. And then underneath the speaker, there was like a little shiny piece of metal, and it had the Morse code. Yes I, this? yes, I remember having those as a kid. Okay. Uh, I didn't know if they made their way to Alaska. I picture everybody in Alaska in a log cabin and uh, no internet and peeing outside and stuff. But yeah, It's actually an igloo with a pet moose. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, and so me and my buddies, there was two buttons. There was one to talk, and then there was a button to do the Morse code. Yeah. And we never got really good at it. But this uh, challenge reminded me of that, of like, I thought that they were going to have to push the button. I didn't think they'd be saying dot, dot, dash, dash, dot, dot. I thought they'd be like actually doing it, you know? It didn't even cross my mind, but that would have been really interesting. Like, I have to assume maybe those ones didn't have the button on it or... Yeah. Because you'd think if the button was there, at least one person would have been smart enough to figure it out. Right. Uh, speaking of being smart enough to figure it out, do you think... So, so you know, obviously some person at the top is saying dot, dot, dash, dash, whatever the thing is. And then the person has to go and run and decode it and then run back. If you're smart enough, do you think you could go and just memorize all of them and then never have to run back again? I think it might be possible. I, I didn't count exactly how many different like combinations there was on that wall. What well, less than nine, right? Nine or less, I guess I should say. I, I'd say if there's nine or less, and yeah, I think someone that had a good memory at least could at least go maybe memorize half of them at the most. Right. Then that would help them speed up. Yeah, that would be a big benefit if you remembered a, a handful of them. Uh, it's I don't know. That just came out of nowhere, but it seemed interesting to me that nobody really did it. They all kept kept uh, sprinting back and forth. Uh, anyway, so this is a, one of those typical challenges where if you win, if you get an answer right, if you whatever, if you make progress, you can sabotage other teams. And we see this a lot. I, I kind of like these games. That's a way to sort of show your loyalty to everybody uh, all at the same time. Um, and if you're in a position where people are gunning against you, this makes it very clear that they're gunning against you. It does. And then once all those people are out, it kind of shows you the pecking order of the majority. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot can be revealed. If you just sort of sit back and, and watch, uh, a lot is sort of revealed here. And I think that's why Devin gets so mad at Kyle. It's not that Kyle made a mistake in the heat of the moment. It's that uh, it's what, the, uh, what it implied, I guess, uh, by making his mistake. Um, and I know they had a plan to kind of, you know, let the people that were leading kind of win. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't pay that close attention, I guess, to, you know, how far ahead Fessy was versus Devin. But, you know, I would have guessed that Fessy seemed like he was a little bit ahead. So I thought Kyle was sticking with the plan there. It seemed that way to me, too. Yeah, I'm not sure why Devin was so upset or took it so personally, because what, what my understanding was from what Devin said is with, you know, what you said, whoever's in the lead, they make keep them in the lead to win the heat. And so to me, it's like, if you're not first, who, who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so Devin might've been second. He might've been third. Who knows? But it's like, if Kyle was ahead of you, why are you upset about this at all? Kyle was following the plan. Um, but anyway, what, what else did we learn during this? Um, 
Huey freaks out again. Ashley sort of centers him. Um, everybody is gunning mostly for Corey and Michelle because they're the rookie rookie team. And I, I believe at this point, the only rookie rookie team. And so the vets just said, whoever wins, it cannot be them. And so they were out uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, they were out second, which was interesting that uh, Josh decided to take out someone else before them. I'm trying to remember who he took out. I, I made a note. Um, Josh and Amber with an early lead, they bombed Big T and Jeremiah. That's right. Yeah, because Josh and Big T was the only one that would come after him. Yeah, it was a weird choice, though, uh, especially after Josh was talking about the vet alliance and how important it is. Why would you go after a vet? Exactly. And, you know, it seems like both last week and this week, we've kind of seen that they don't trust Big T. Yeah. But you think in that situation, you want to bring her and you want to make her feel like you trust her, even if you don't. You don't want to push her further towards the rookies. Totally. Yes. This definitely shows Big T that she has a reason to distrust everybody, that she's at the bottom of the vet alliance. Uh, And so, yeah, Big T, um, she might get further by defecting over to the rookie squad. I don't think the vets can get mad at her if she does because they kind of pushed her to it. Yeah. And it would have done nothing to just take out Michelle and Corey first and then take out Big T. And I don't think Big T would have had a complaint then. I mean, it's just, you know, you take out the rookies and then it's just whoever else. No. And even if like you don't trust Big T, if every other person besides Big T and Michelle and Corey are working towards the same common goal, mm-hmm. like even if she does take Josh out next, everyone else is going to come after her. Right. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to follow this Facebook feed. It looks like we've stopped broadcasting. Are we still coming through there? Uh, I think so. All right. Good. I hope so. Uh, well, if not, we're still recording on speaker. Yeah, still says you're live now. So, all right. Well, that's good. Uh, all right. So Ashley takes out Nelly. Uh, kind of not surprised on that. Uh, what else did we learn here? Uh, Seth said that he kept waiting for a confessional from Devin saying how him and Kyle had planned this all out to make it seem like they weren't as close. That did cross my mind watching really? the episode. Did you think about that at all? I did not, but that, I guess I should have. Devin's the type to manipulate that. Yeah, I expected them to like go off alone so they could apologize and then just kind of like start laughing and shaking hands and be like, all right, right. got them all. Uh, Seth is saying the stream is cutting out. I must be having internet issues, so sorry, streamers. We'll just keep, we'll keep powering through here and see if things improve. Uh, I'm not going to restart the stream again. We're halfway through the episode. Uh, okay, so Amber and Josh are the Heat 1 winners. Uh, there's, I, I made a note of this. There's a weird confessional where Gabo and Nani are talking and Gabo pets Nani on the head, like a dog or something. Super weird, right? It really is weird. And I love it though. Like you can definitely tell just, you know, coming from outside of America, they, that he doesn't fully understand how to interact socially with people here. And I love just how awkward it makes him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if I love how awkward it makes him, but uh, one more reason for me to not like Gabo. I don't think I like Gabo. I love Gabo just because, like, I mean, I want to see him win, but just he's the person <laughs> I expect every week. I'm like, okay, we're going to see or hear something stupid from Gabo. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a he's a stupid person. Uh, yeah, I don't hate him, uh, I, but out of all the rookies, I've li- I've pretty universally liked the rookies. He's at the bottom of the people that I like, I think. He might be near there for me. You know, I'd have to see the whole list of who's still there. But, uh, you know, I, I, I might say Esther's near the bottom for me just because, like, and I guess we've seen a little bit from her. But for the yeah. most part, I don't feel like she's brought a ton that makes her super memorable to me. Yeah, there's still a, a few that are are, uh, are kind of just yeah. floating. Jeremiah, I think, is in that group of just what's he doing, you know. When he first came up on the episode today, I was like, who is this guy? I don't even know who this is. I know. that <laughs> It took me a while to figure that out, too. Yeah, because it's uh, he hasn't made an impression much. Um, all right. So, Esther, you just talked about her. She says she's smart. She's in the top 3%. She's working on a law degree. So she's obviously intelligent, and that helps her um, with the memory, I guess, the limited memory portion of this challenge. And one thing I do like from her is both times that she has won with Fessy, she does seem to kind of stand up some, and she she does seem to push back a little bit more than the other rookies do with their veteran partners. Right. So I think if Fessy ever does something like against one of her friends or something that she's very against, I think she'd be one of the ones to kind of stand up and say, no, I'm putting my foot down and we are not doing that. Yeah. I kind of hope we get to see that. I kind of do. Uh, all right. Stream still looks like it's not doing well. Still, still going on your side? Yeah. All right. Sorry, chatters. This, this call-in show is maybe not going to work tonight. Uh, okay, so this is where we've, we've already kind of discussed it a little bit, but Kyle takes out Devin. 
Um, Emmy freaks out about this. The vets sort of turn on Kyle and it's like this big uproar of Kyle. What the fuck did you just do? Um, what do you think about this? Are, is, is this blowing out of proportion or is this uh, acceptable? And I definitely think they're blowing out of proportion, but I think their strategy behind it. We saw Kim, if it's Devin or Kyle that was talking later on about how when there's like a rift between two friends, everyone just kind of rallies between and tries to push them even further apart. Right. And so I think some of these veterans are saying like, once all the rookies are gone, we need more targets after that. So let's start, you know, turning these two against each other. Mm-hmm. So when it's their turn, you know, everyone's unified against them. Right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, this I guess this just showed a potential crack. It's not the action itself. It's kind of what the action could imply. Yeah, I think it's just anytime you can kind of put energy and heat onto someone else, it's not you. Like, you know, it kind of keeps you safe and moves them up on the target list. Right. Uh, okay, so at the end of the day, Esther and Fessy win this challenge. Um, good for them. Bad for us. I don't like seeing Fessy win anything, but uh, he won. Uh, Priscilla says she's ready to see the vets fight. Rookies seem pretty excited at the at the drama between Kyle and Devin. They think that this crack might be their in. This might be how the vet alliance falls apart. We see later that this is not the crack, but there's another much bigger crack instead. Uh, okay. Yep. Facebook just cut me off from the live video. I did it. It's still telling me that you're live. It did. I'm going to, I'm going to try to go live while, um, while also trying to talk about the show. So forgive me here. Um, okay. So the winners were Fessy and Esther. We talked about that. Devin is figuring out Kyle's loyalty up until now. He really respected Kyle. Um, their best friends, yada, yada, yada. Um, but now he's thinking maybe not so good. I definitely think he's overthinking it. Like, this is just one daily challenge. I don't think this is going to impact Kyle's long-term loyalty to him. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, this is a small thing. And I think Devin is eager to forgive. Uh, he just needed Kyle to say, like, I'm sorry, I got wrapped up in the heat of the moment. I, you know, it got away from me and I made a mistake. So uh, Kyle says that and it seems squashed, like, right away. Uh, so that's good. So then we get the party night. We got some NSYNC going. We got some NSYNC going. I told Zach they're they're catering this thing for old guys like me that know the 90s music and love it. I don't know how I feel about that, that, you know, they can't realize that they've given up on the younger generation and they're just, they're all in on us now. <laughs> that's all right. That's Hey, that's why All Stars is a thing. Maybe they should just move all of this to um, to Paramount Plus. That'd be good. Um, okay, so we get the party night. Yes, we talked about that. Uh, Corey, Ellen, and Fessy have this conversation. I actually really liked this conversation. Um, unlike Hill, I love it when they show these sort of internal politics that we don't normally get to see. And we see um, Corey, L. he basically says, uh, Fessy, I know we're going in. Uh, I know how this is going to go. That's no problem. What I want from you is a little mercy. If you give me who I want and I win... I will uh, help you out later. And who he wants is Huey and Bettina. Zach, what do you think about this, uh, this plan of his? I mean, I think picking Huey is probably the right choice. You know, they're probably not going to put in a veteran man in his opinion. So looking at the other rookie males, I think Huey does look like his best opportunity to stay. I was kind of surprised when Fessy asked him, well, who do you want for a woman? I'd, you know, cause if I was in his position, I'd be like, well, I'm not facing him. So I don't care. Like, right. You know? Yeah. It's, he's looking out for Michelle, I guess. I suppose so. Yeah. He's trying to look out for his partner. Right. But they also say like, you know, I know it's going to be us. I want to go into elimination and I want to win so that we can switch partners. I don't think that's disrespect for Michelle at all. I think it's just he sees he's on the Rook Rook team, and you got to break that up. Get in with a vet who can at least shield you a little bit. Yeah, I think if you're on a rookie rookie team at this point, that's your best bet. Is just you need to win and tie yourself to a rook or to a veteran that's well connected. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So Fessy kind of tentatively agrees. He says like, "Okay, I'll I'll give you what you want, but I've really got to get Esther on my side with this." 
And when we see Esther kind of pulled into that conversation, she says she's not ready to agree just yet. She wants to sort of evaluate her options, make a make a more educated decision um, a little bit later, which I respect, uh, Esther. That must be hard to, like, stand up to a vet who's played this game and just say, like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Yeah, because I agree with her that, like, they're not going to come for Fessy, but the way this season is set up, the, you know, they can pick individual people off of teams so she might not be the house vote ever as long as she's with Fessy, but she could also be the vote of the people that win the daily challenge. Right. Yep. Uh, okay. So let's see. We get um, oh, Devin and Josh's conversation, which I also really liked. Uh, Devin is just up front saying, like, listen, we're not going to win against CT. We're not going to win against some of these big dogs. The way that our path is to get to the final and win the final is it's got to be me and you who are both sort of like mediocre athletic players. So put the big dogs in against each other. Let's look out for the weaklings and and we'll figure this out together. Um, smart. I think Devin knows where his place in the game is. I think Josh was maybe a little offended by Devin coming by Devin saying all this stuff. Did you get that impression? Part of me thought that, but part of me also was hoping Josh would be smart enough to realize that people like Devin is who he needs to run against. Who I was really hoping to get brought up is, you know, they talk about, we don't want to run against the CTs and all these big guys. But I was like, does Josh want to run against Fessy? Like, I know they're friends, but part of me was hoping we'd see something from Josh where he's like, I know that we need to cut Fessy, Fessy before the final. Right. Because that'd be great. Yeah, I would love that too. And I guess we're we're closer to that scenario now after this episode, I guess. Yeah. Uh we see Jeremiah and Amber have a little bit of a love connection. Barf. You know, I just saw Amber post a new boyfriend on Instagram like a week ago. And oh, I didn't really? even think about it. But now I wonder, like as when I was watching that episode, I'm like, was that Jeremiah she posted? Oh, was it? So I don't know. I have to go look now and see if that was Okay. That'd be interesting. I remember it was a it was a black gentleman, so it could have been, but, you know, I didn't really... Like I said, when Jeremiah came on the episode today, I didn't even know he was part of the show, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. All right. Well, the Facebook stream is just dying, so podcast listeners, I'm really sorry. I don't know what's going on. Uh, we broadcasted live for a while, and now it's uh, it's just not working. The rest of my internet seems to be working fine. Um, but, hey, you know, whatever. Uh, okay. So we get to nominations. Cha-cha. Um, Michelle steps up and she says, like, listen, some rookies have had a hard fight, meaning her and Corey L. And she says some rookies, uh, have had it easy. And so maybe the rookies that have had it easy, maybe it's your time to step up, earn those stripes, get back and get down there and do it. Uh, some people are offended at this and it, you know, the people that are offended by this are always people that are, that are sort of floating. Uh, so we see people like Priscilla, um, I forget who else is, is in there, but a rookie who hasn't been in yet, uh, that is sort of playing in the background, maybe Gabo, uh, Emmanuel, uh, these people that are sort of in the background and, and aren't actually fighting. They feel particularly called out by this. Uh, but I think it's true. If this is a vets versus rookies game, why are you keep throwing in, continuing to throw in these same exact rookies? And maybe it's somebody else's turn to try. I think it makes sense from the veterans perspective because, you know, you have these rookies that are paired with veterans that are going along with the veterans plan, aren't pushing back. So you don't want to upset them and give them reason to not want to work with you. Right. So, you know, once you say someone's name, it's easy to just keep saying their name until they're gone. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what we've seen with poor Michelle and and Corey. They just you know easier to keep saying the same person's name than than try something else. We see rookies fighting with each other at nominations, and especially knowing what they knew before, which is you know the vets are against them. Why are they fighting with each other? Like this kind of drove me nuts a little bit during this uh, nomination. It did. Like, you're definitely giving the rookies what they want. You're creating these divides that don't need to be there. Like, just stick to the plan. Lay low. Yep. Lay low. I found Amber's new boyfriend. It's not him, but kind of no, looks like him. It could. He's much, uh, that guy's Much broader. more shredded. Yeah. <laughs> He's much wider and broader. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm giving up on Facebook. Sorry, guys. It, the stream starts out strong, and then it just dies. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. Um. 
Okay, so then we get the compromised agents. Uh, surprise, surprise, it is Michelle and Corey L. Can you believe it? I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can, too. This is easy to predict. Uh, Huey apologizes to Ashley. He cries a lot because he said during nominations that he voted for uh, himself and and uh, Ashley during one of the voting. It was a burn vote, but as Ashley says, burn votes can come back to bite you. So she was a little pissed. Huey was feeling bad about it. Um, I don't know. He shouldn't have felt that bad, though. What do you think? He shouldn't have. I also thought he shouldn't have admitted that he voted for himself. I just, you know, I can't remember who it was that called him out. Like, who'd you vote for then? Right. But I would have just said, you know, it's between me and my partner. You don't need to know. Right. You know, I threw my vote away. That's why you need to know. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's uh, it's a reason. There's a reason it's a secret ballot. You don't have to tell. And uh, especially if it's going to piss off your partner, just don't. <laughs> just don't say anything. Or just lying say that you did it for like Michelle and, you know, whoever. Because I don't matter if her and Corey were partners last up. So I think they had different partners. But yeah. But just say, yeah, say someone that's going in already, like Corey or Michelle, just say you voted for them. Right. Yep. Agree. Uh, okay. So then we get Fessy angling for Amber again. He says, I think I should throw an Amber. What do you think? Uh, Josh is very opposed to this. He says, absolutely not. What are you thinking? Why would you throw in my partner, a big brother Alliance, a vet Alliance? Like, why would you throw in Amber when there's so many other rookies that are easy picks? Why would you throw in Amber? Um, can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm on Josh's side. You know, Fessy even said earlier in the episode, like, he knows as long as Josh has teamed up with Amber, like, even if Amber wants to throw him in, Josh is going to be there to put a stop to it. You know, right. if, they, if they win, he can refuse to vote for Fessy with her. Yep. He says, I would rather, I will go in before I send you in. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think Fessy overreacted here and, you know, she have just stuck to the plan, laid low. Totally. And, you know, especially I'm surprised we didn't see because we saw Fessy, Josh and Casey all out talking. And I'm surprised after their conversation between Amber and Casey, we didn't see Casey kind of, you know, step in more and say, I talked to her. She's good. She's yeah. on board. Right. Um, yeah, fully agree. It's also weird to me that they would try so hard to bring Amber back into the fold with the Casey conversation and, you know, Big Brother Alliance. We're trying to squash the alliance where let's let's, you know, Fessy's OK. Why are you going to bring her back into the fold? To immediately throw her in. Like, why bother even presenting like she's part of the Alliance? Just just do what you're going to do. I think that's where they messed up because the Alliance was divided. We see Casey and Josh po both putting in the work, but Fessy didn't, you know, right. didn't do it. And we didn't really see... We saw Josh talk to Fessy some about, like, don't throw her in. But we didn't really see him, like, trying to bring Fessy into the plan of, you know, recruiting her back into the Alliance. Right, yep. Uh... Okay, so then we get down to the, uh, what do they call it this year? The layer? The layer. Layer. So they're down in the layer now, and um, it's time for the agency to pick out who they want to send down. Huey is the easy one. Seems to be no drama there. He just goes down. Uh, Fessy gets up on his high horse and starts giving his spiel about betrayal, and it's a hard decision, and yada, yada. And end of the day, uh, it's Amber B. Big fireworks. Josh is pissed. Uh, people are ranting, raving, screaming. Security's involved. Uh, it's just madness. It's just lunacy. What do you think about this? Uh, this fight. I mean, I was glad Josh, you know, spoke up. I know Casey said, you know, why is Josh fighting so hard for her? And I was thinking, Casey, why aren't you like, you know, I, I feel like this whole episode, Casey should have backed up Josh when he told Fessy, you know, in the first place, we can trust Amber. She should have backed up Josh when he said, don't do this, Fessy. Yeah. Yeah, fully. Yeah, it's not much of an alliance if it's just one guy who's sort of a renegade making all the decisions, overruling everybody else. Um, that's not an alliance. And so, yeah, I think I, I think Fessy's move here ends the Big Brother alliance for sure, ends the Vet alliance, and Fessy has made a lot of enemies here. This seems like a terrible move for him. Yeah, I, I just watched last week's episode right before I came over tonight, and we saw Tori talking about possibly throwing in Big T and Kyle even told her, you know, the second you throw in Big T, this whole alliance is done and yep. like all the vets are coming for you. Like yep. because you're the first one to break the truce. Yep. So I think we'll see Josh going for Fessy, which, you know, is maybe not that big of a deal. Um, but I think we'll see other people kind of join that bandwagon. Uh, I think we'll see Devin certainly join that bandwagon and um um uh, 
some others. I think there's quite a few people in that house that, you know, would love to see Fessy go that wouldn't normally speak up. But now that this has occurred, right. they're like, yeah, I'll jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, he really he he was in a good spot in the game. And then now um, he, he seems to have blown it up. Be fun if we see Josh and Nelson get together to talk about Fessy <laughs> next episode. <laughs> right. Uh, I have a note in here that TJ is a bad handler because all of this chaos is going on. He's just fiddling on his phone. He doesn't seem to care. And then when he starts trying to get a hold of the the crew, uh, completely ineffective. <laughs> it was. And I just thought it was hilarious that they sent security up like to protect Josh. Like yeah. I thought they should have sent it over Fessy because if anyone's gonna like, you know, needs to be held back, it's gonna be Fessy. No, but this is Josh's thing. You know, he's he's a hold me back fighter, and we've seen this every season that he's in. He gets all flustered and stuff, and he kind of approaches and he waits till security's there, and then he starts making these like aggressive moves um he has no intention of actually fighting anybody he just wants to present like he is i know this very well about him um i have another note here why do we see eliminations played as pairs uh so i mean obviously that might be a stupid question because they're going into the layer as pairs and this is a pairs game but it's barely a pairs game and as we see in this um this game we have amber and huey who have never been partners uh have never played together at all and now here they are uh having to be on the same side and i think that makes that gives michelle and Corey an immediate advantage they're closer they've worked together they know how to do this together and you can always switch your pairs and stuff it makes more sense to me if you're going to throw in a non-pair if the agency can throw in a non-pair it should be an individual elimination men versus men women versus women I mean, if that's how they did it, I wouldn't complain. I kind of like having the mix, mix match and seeing people that have never worked together being forced to work together in an elimination. Yeah. I think it's exciting, but I definitely do think if you get voted in by the house, you definitely have an advantage over the pair that gets sent in at elimination. For sure. Because they don't know who they're competing with until right beforehand. Right. And it could be somebody that you don't like. It could be worth, you know, somebody that you've never worked with before. Yeah. Or, you know, if there's a layup that you drag along, you can take someone like a Fessy and throw them in there with the layup as their partner and kind of, you know, try to handicap them. Yep, for sure. Uh, okay, so that was just a little uh, aside there. We have a nice little confessional from Huey saying this money could really change his life because he wants to be a dad. And for a gay dude to become a dad, it takes a lot of money, um, according to what he says. So I don't know if he's referring to adoption or artificial insemination. I'm not really sure what he means by that, but it's expensive and he wants to be a dad. And I thought that was a really cool way to use that money. I agree. I know adoption's expensive to begin with, but you know, I think there's probably so many more barriers for gay men and women to adopt that, you know, straight couples don't have. And especially if he's trying to adopt as a gay man, as a single parent as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I know it's really hard for single people to adopt for sure. So uh, I, I would love to see him win if that's where the money's going. Yeah, I, I agree. And I've I've often talked on on challenge that I don't care what 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 they're playing for. Like everybody's there for money and there's no shame in admitting that you just want the money. And I don't really like it when people say like, oh, I want to save animals or I want to do this. Like to me, that's irrelevant. But this one tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. I think it's because I'm a dad and like that's a you know, that's, that's really what I am first, uh, before anything else. So I can really relate to other people wanting to do that. Um, and you know, it's, I relate in the same way that Corey does when he talks about his kids and I'm sure Kyle's about to talk to talk about his kids. It was a way for me to relate to Huey, I guess, in a way that I liked. That reminds me, we, we kind of skipped over it, but I love that scene of, uh, the Devin and Kyle talking where he's like, you know, we gotta get rid of Corey because he was always talking about those kids. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm gonna have kids. He's like, exactly. And that's why after this season, I'm done with you. Right. Yeah, because it is, it's an easy win. And we've seen a, everybody that's a parent, they say this, right? Like, I'm playing for my kids, I'm playing for my kids. And it's, it tugs at my heartstrings every time. But I understand if people that don't have their kids, like, I understand that might be annoying. Love to see Devin just come on next next season and be like, I'm here to win money to take it away from kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. I want kids that don't kid need to be money. poor. Yes. Um, so anyway, so it's this weird game. I didn't write down the name of it, but they're basically handcuffed and they need to sort of move this thing along a pipe and there's little obstacles and whatever. Um I don't know. Nothing really notable happened that I can remember. Do you have anything? I mean, we had where Michelle and Corey got stuck at that one point. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, they kept saying, oh, you know, it's stuck. We can't move. And Huey started yelling, oh, ours got stuck, too. We got past it. You know, figure yeah. it out. Right. And then a bit later, we had Huey dropping the key. Yep. And uh, had to do the splits to get it, which all of them seemed super impressed with it. You and yeah. I were both like, <laughs> it wasn't that far away. He just no. kind of reached his leg. And... Yeah, I think I could have done that. That didn't look all that difficult no. for me. Um, but yeah, everybody seemed impressed. Ashley did, or Ashley, Amber did that cool, like flippity dippity around to, to the last move to get the, the, uh, thing at the end, whatever. That was pretty cool. It was like a slow-mo shot. And I think I said during it, I'm like, land on those feet, Amber, land on those feet. And then she did. It's like, that's why she's a champ. She did it. Amber is probably becoming one of my favorites pretty quickly. Like I really enjoy her. Me too. Me too. I think she's, uh, a little boring. Um, but I, I like her a lot too. And I think a lot of it's just, you know, like last season seeing Josh and Fessy be so against her and this season seeing Fessy be so against her. It's just kind of like, we don't like them. So anyone that's like, they hate, we have to like. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like Amber a lot too. Um, and she's just like smoking hot, which uh, helps. That does help. Um, my other note here, um, obviously Amber and Huey win it. Um, it seemed like relatively close-ish, I guess. This was not a heavily athletic or strength-based competition, so Corey did not have the advantages that I think he thought he would have here. Um, but Amber and Huey win it. Yeah, even by the time they dropped the key, I kind of felt like that they were so far ahead over Michelle and Corey. Like, I wasn't that worried when they dropped the key. I'm like, oh, they could go back, you know, a little bit and grab it and they'd still be so far ahead, I thought. Yeah, you called it. Yeah, I, I fall for these editing tricks all the time when it, like, cuts fast between these two. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so close. And then you get a long shot and it's like, oh, no, it's not. Yeah, because if I saw it right, it almost kind of looked like it was a U where it went down and then did like a loop and you went back to the other side. And Mm -hmm. so it seems like they were almost at the end and Michelle and Corey were still like on that first line. They hadn't even made the turn yet. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yep. Uh, Amber and Huey win. My other note here, Huey is a bad winner. Um, We saw him sort of talking shit during the competition and then afterwards kind of blew up. Uh, Kind of embarrassing. Not the way that you want to win an elimination. Definitely not. You know, I, I, I kind of slightly enjoyed it just for the TV and drama aspect of it, but I definitely agree for him it's been embarrassing. It's like, you know, you already won, you proved your point, just kind of, you don't have to go rub it in the guy's face. Yeah. I always go back to, I forget what season it is, but Wes said it. When I win, I would like to act like I've done it before. And yeah. So, yeah. You just, you shake it off. You say like, yeah, of course I win. Like that's, I came here to win. Of course I won that and shake his hand and, and walk off and, you know. He yeah. looked kind of like an idiot, and uh, TJ says so. He says, like, you guys look like fucking idiots out here. <laughs> you know, bad, sore winner, sore loser fighting it out here. And we never know if Huey's going to be one of those people that gets brought back every season, but if he is, you know, he's going to learn quickly, like, what you say and do to people comes back in the future to bite mm-hmm. you. Like, you might have to, you know, see Corey again in a future season, and he's not going to forget that. Right. Uh, all right, and then, uh, so, remarkably... You know, everybody gets a chance to steal partners and yada, yada. And we'll go through that. But Josh actually strategizes here. Um, can hardly believe it, really. But he says that uh, Amber should take Devin. Uh, I was rooting for CT personally. But if she takes Devin, then we get a, a rookie rookie team in uh, Emmy. And uh, who, who's the other rook? It was Emmy and... Oh man, because I who did who did uh, Huey take? Huey took Tori, so it's Gabo. Gabo, okay, yes, yes. Gabo and Emmy uh, are the new rookie rookie team, and I think both of them are standing there thinking, "Oh shit, bad news for me. We are definitely going in next week." So the big thing that crossed my mind is, you know, Josh was like, "Oh, you know, you should take Devin because we have another rookie rookie team. We can mm. keep the veteran alliance strong." And I'm like, at this point, why does Amber care about the veterans alliance? The veterans right. alliance just sent her in, right? Like. She owes them nothing. Yeah. And the other thing is why, I mean, there's a lot of people, like she picked Devin, who everybody is picking this season for some reason. But you could pick any vet with a rookie partner and you still have a rookie, rookie team. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Are they are they targeting Gabo specifically, you think? I could see that. You know, I definitely think he, you know, he looks like he could be physically intimidating. So I could see the men wanting to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think... Devin and Josh, you know, they have this friendship that they've come into the season with. 
And we've seen Devin get stolen twice before. And there's been like interviews on the post shows saying, you know, both times Devin was like, pick me, pick me. So I think Devin's trying to get taken every time. I, I think since him and Josh are boys now, Josh is like helping him out. Like, hey, oh, help help Devin with this. You think that's what it is, huh? Yeah, because both uh, on the after shows, the first two episodes, you know, both people were asked, you know, like, why'd you pick Devin? And they're like, because I turned around, Devin was like, pick me. Right. And they're like, okay, if you want me <laughs> to pick you, I'll pick you. And I heard uh, last week, Brian and Amanda were talking on the podcast that they think maybe... Uh, Devin was doing this just to stick it to Fessy and want to be like, who's the most wanted partner now, baby? <laughs> right. That could be. I, I kind of like that if that's what the uh, the action was. But, I, you know, there is really a lot of strategy in, in uh, sort of the leftovers. You know, like you pick a partner, obviously, but then you're leaving somebody who's a partner with somebody else. And that's a that's a strategy that we haven't seen people specifically call out this season anyway. And uh, it was kind of cool to have them uh, call that out. Yeah, enough. It's really been that big of a deal until this week, just because you know they've always had plenty of rookie rookie teams, and this is the first time they kind of like, okay, we don't have any left, so we need to make sure we make some new ones. Yeah. Do you think that the the vet alliance is still strong enough after the chaos that we saw this week? Are they strong enough to throw in the rookie rookie team next week, Emmy and? Um, uh gabo i think they are not because i have so much faith in the veteran alliance but just because we're four episodes in and it seems like these rookies know what's going on and they've shown no initiative to stop it so i just think even if like half the veterans like bail out on the plan i think the other half will have the numbers because the rookies will be so disorganized they aren't gonna like rally together and vote as a block right okay all right we'll see I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make a prediction because I'm always terrible at them, and uh, I'm not gonna bother doing that. Uh, all right. Well, I, I really do apologize, guys. We tried to make this a live call-in show. The stream has has given up on us. I did go live again. Hopefully, we'll get a few people joining us for the tail end of the episode here. Uh, Olivia is in there. Uh, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to open this up to the phone lines. Olivia, you are welcome to call. You're the only one in here right now. Um. But I'm posting in my phone number there into the chat room. Oh, this, even the posting of the phone number is going slow. Uh, call if you like, Olivia, or anybody else that's in the chat room. I'll have to save that, too. I think I lost your number. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, uh, my phone died like five or six months ago. I lost all my contacts, uh, all my pictures, everything. I dropped my phone in the hot tub. So I went back to my 6S. I'm on the, a five-year-old iPhone right now just because I'm, I'm waiting for the new one. I'm not going to replace it until the new one's come out. I'm really disappointed because I was able to recover most of my photos from the con stuff. But I realized about a month or two afterwards, the um, Grunk Guy event with the golfing, like all my pictures right. with Kayla, Marie, Devin, all of them are gone. No. I have no record of any of them. Oh, that sucks. So if anyone out there listening has any of those photos of me, <laughs> like with anyone from the golfing event, please send them to me because I've lost all copies. You got to do the Google Photos thing. It's like two bucks a month and then you get like unlimited storage. And that's what I do. Every picture I take goes to Google right away. I definitely need to do that. Yeah, you do. Uh, all right. Well, nobody's even watching the live stream, so I'm going to assume no phone calls. But let's go over the um, reviews. Everybody, leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you call it. Uh, it really does help the show, helps the people find us. Um, and we got a bad review about Amanda. So this is the perfect time to talk about that. Good. Hopefully Amanda won't listen. She'll Amanda never will absolutely not listen to this. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Um Okay, so we talked... Oh, shit, I was going to say this at the beginning of the show, and I forgot. Get your vaccine, everybody. There's no reason to not get your vaccine. Uh, I know that pisses people off when I say that, but um, I'm not going to not say it. You got to get your vaccine, everybody. It's really important. Uh, get us through this public health crisis. H protect my children who can't get the vaccine yet. I agree. My children as well. So I know both Tim and I are vaxxed, and we highly recommend it. Yep. And if you think that's a political talk, you're stupid. This has nothing to do with politics. Uh, all right. SJ34, bunch of numbers, says, great start. Found you guys during the pandemic last year and back for this year's challenge. I think episode one was one of your best. I was even down for going longer than an episode of the challenge. We do that often. We talk for longer than the actual episode. Um, doo -doo -doo, still pleading for five minutes of Wolfie, quote, leaving the room for Josh to join the squad for a few minutes. We should try that. 
Also, the best you've done interacting with the Facebook room. I may have to join next Thursday as you've tied in their comments quite nicely to the pod. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I don't know if this is my um, internet connection that's going bad or I'm just going to blame Facebook. That seems... Yeah. I really hope that guy didn't join this week because that'd be a horrible <laughs> first impression. Well, and a horrible first impression for us because this is what Survivor will be. And we've got we've obviously got some technical hurdles to work out. Yes. Uh, we'll figure that out. So, uh I guess maybe we'll have to use the uh, Patreon money to get a new laptop. Hey, maybe that's what we should do. Uh, I'm putting my my phone number in there one more time for the chat room. This is your last chance to call, guys. There's only a few of you watching because I've had to dive in and out so often. But if you want to call, do it. Olivia and Catherine are, are watching. Uh, okay. And we have Callie585 says that Amanda, she who this person refers to as the female host, talks 60% of the time, says be respectful of the other hosts. She's too overpowering. Um, I'm going to stand up for Amanda. Amanda takes all the notes for the episodes. I did it this week. And so I know firsthand is it's a hard job to take notes in like a thorough way. Uh, you've heard me stumble through a lot of the stuff like, wait, what did he say? Who did that? What did that? Amanda does a great job. And uh, she's part of what makes this show good. So fuck you. And having, you know, hosting my own podcast and being on a few, like I found when you have more than one person, like you kind of need that one person to lead the discussion and the conversation, then have everyone else jump in. Yeah, for sure. And she does a great job leading that. So if you don't, I mean, whatever, if it's not your cup of tea, that's, that's fine, but let's not get insulting. Uh, J three, seven, yada, yada says, Oh, we're getting a call. This is exciting. This is very exciting. Isabella. Hi. I knew it was you. You came through on my caller ID for some reason. Yes, it's me, Isabella. What's up girl? Nothing. I just am so excited to finally be a part of this. I've been listening to you guys for so long. Really? And, uh, for how long? How long? Probably since last season. Um, okay. Well, I guess it's not that long. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's long for me because I've only just started rewatching the challenge or watching the challenge in general. Oh, are you? You're a newbie to the challenge itself, huh? Kind of. Yeah, I started in season thirty-five, but. Um, here I am, and I love it. Have you gone back and watched any of the older seasons? I honestly haven't had time. I just started a new job, so I've been a little busy. What What brought you to the challenge? Was it like a Big Brother person came over, or what? So funny enough, Kyle, he was in a show on um, MTV UK called Dirty Shore. Yeah. And I was obsessed with that show. So when I found out he was on the challenge, I started watching it. No kidding. Well, how did you watch Jordy Shore? I, you sound like you're from the U.S. anyway. I am. Well, yeah, I'm from, I live in Florida, but um, I found it on iTunes, I believe, or I started on YouTube and then I found it on iTunes and they have it on Prime Video as well, I believe. Gotcha. Okay. So here's, here's my Kyle story. This is going to make you super jealous. Uh, we live in Illinois where this guy used to do these challenge events and he would bring in challengers from all over and, you know, we would go up to these events and meet them all. And uh, Cara Maria was at one of the shows and she brought her boyfriend who was in Vendetta's, but we didn't know who he was. Vendetta's hadn't started airing yet, but we knew he was going to be on the show. And it was Kyle. And wow. uh, and so it was at this big challenge event where nobody knew who Kyle was. We sort of knew he was on an upcoming season, but I didn't know anything about him. And uh, so people like were kind of ignoring him. And he came to our table and he sat with us for a good like 45 minutes uh, just chatting with us, uh, and giving us shit. And like, like I was drunk off my ass, but I, I was, he was definitely lying to us about a lot of what he was he talking did, about, which was funny. He did spoil the season for us and told us who won. Did he? I, I don't even remember that. You don't, yeah. He told me and you who won and we're like, Oh yeah, we, we didn't really want to know that. <laughs> I was, yeah, I would have been upset to, to hear who won. Yeah. I was drunk. So I don't remember him telling us that, but yeah, we, we've spent a lot of time with Scott. We call him our uh, friend of the show. Yes. I would have loved to meet Kyle. I would have loved to meet, honestly, Kyle and probably Devin, too. I think his mind is so funny. And so he makes the show for me, too. Are those your two favorite, then? Yeah. Well, CT also, but um, I just think CT is great in general. Well, you're in, you're in Florida, so you're in CT's neck of the woods. Yeah. I have not run into him, though, unfortunately. They just did a Challenge Mania, I think. Well, it must have been like two years ago. They did, yeah. With uh, with Josh and CT down in like Miami, I think. Unfortunately, about a year and a half ago, we were actually going to have CT here and get to meet him. Yes, and that was right when COVID hit and yep. it got canceled. But 
Tim and I were going to get to meet CT. Oh, I was so bummed when that happened. Yeah, he was supposed to come in in middle of March. And um, yeah, right, it was right as sort of COVID was breaking and we were doing this this uh, horror festival and whatever. It just sort of fell apart at the last minute. Both of them, uh, Johnny Hickey was the other guy and CT were both just like, I ain't getting on an airplane right now, man. And I was like, I don't blame you. That's But that sucks for me. Yeah, that's crazy. It would have been awesome to meet CT, I think. Yeah, Especially, like, now that he's already back to, like, how he looked 10 years ago, I think it's... I would absolutely love to see him. Definitely. Uh, well, what are you thinking about um, Spies, Lies, and Allies? Are you liking the season? Honestly, I think it's a pretty juicy season so far. Um, this episode was definitely the best one. So satisfying. Uh, I cannot believe I was agreeing with Josh. I am on the Josh... I'm a Josh hater, I guess. Um, <laughs> I just didn't like him a lot last season, but I was surprised at how well he was thinking in this episode. And I don't know, sort of not just looking out for himself like Bessie was. Yeah, I, I hate sympathizing with Josh, but here I am. I I, I bet as I read, uh, you know, like the subreddit and stuff, I think a lot of people are going to be agreeing. Like, how am I agreeing with Josh? This is this doesn't feel right. And I think we saw in the preview for next week, like we might be seeing the implosion of the Big Brother Alliance. And that's something I thought probably for years to come would be intact. But maybe maybe this is the day that it actually dies. And Yeah, yeah I kind of would love to. I don't hate the Big Brother Alliance, but I think it's an alliance that so many people let slide by. I think you guys talked about that, too. And I don't know how no one has already like tried their hardest to break it up because they always end up getting like one person to the final. Right. They do. And I don't mind them bringing in Big Brother, but like they keep bringing the same three or four back. Like I'd love to see them, you know, bring in two of those and then bring in two new Big Brother people. Right. So we get different dynamics. Yep. Yeah. Now that they have Amber, who was new last season, they still won't let her in, as we can see this episode. Yeah. So this is going to be hard to predict, but I'm I'm going to throw the question out there anyway. Did this episode blow up the Big Brother Alliance so bad that they can't recover even like next season? I, I honestly, I don't know. I think, I don't think it's that bad that they, they won't come back because I think they know that it's strong enough to get them to the final. So by next season, Josh will just forget about everything that happened. Just mm. like Nelson kind of, not Nelson, not, Nelson's not part of the big brother, but you know, Nelson forgave Bessie for everything he did last season, I believe. Right. So I think it'll be fine by next season, honestly. My prediction is that we're going to see them coming in mad at each other next season. And then we're going to get a confessional that Josh and Fessy made up and they're playing it up to make everyone else think they still hate each other. Oh. And we're going to have to hear all season about how they think they're these masterminds because <laughs> they're tricking the whole house. Right. They're the greatest players ever. All right. So you're throwing out bizarre predictions. I'll do the same. I'm going to say the Big Brother Alliance will be strong next season, but they'll be uh, opposed to Fessy. The Big Brother Alliance will try to kick Fessy out. Maybe Devin steps up as the new leader. Oh, Devin's the new Fessy. Devin is the leader to lead them. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. I think Devin's a lot smarter than Fessy. He could take them so far. Oh, yeah, he's clearly much smarter than Fessy. I don't know if we would ever see it, but it'd be fun to watch Devin play Big Brother. That would, yeah, because he's, yeah, he's he's kind of a snake. I think he might, I mean, I don't watch Big Brother, but from what I know about it, it seems like he could do well. If Devin got on Big Brother, would you watch that season? Yeah. You would? Like, yeah. <laughs> at least until he got voted out. Well, there was a, remember the rumor was that Bananas was going to do the uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Yes. And so I was ready to watch Celebrity Big Brother, uh, not knowing anything about uh, Big Brother. But well, what else do you watch, Isabel? Do you watch Survivor? I have seen a couple of seasons of Survivor. I saw I started Jay's season, but I didn't end up finishing it. And I saw, I think, two more, but I don't remember who was on it. Um, I kind of, I love the aspect of Survivor, but I hate that at the end, like, they always pick the person that was so snaky. Um, mm -hmm. They always, like, give them credit for being, like, a snake, pretty much. And I don't know, I just, I wish sometimes a good person would win. And there's definitely seasons where the good person does win. Um, Tommy. I that, yeah, I think that's an interesting kind of take, because I feel like most people they get mad when the nice person wins that, you know, just kind of was everyone's friend. They like to see the snaky person get right. rewarded for playing the game. Yeah. Survivor hates people that float. 
And so, yeah, if you just sort of floated along the season being nice and being social and you make it to the end, yeah, you might not win because all you did was sort of float around and be nice. We could definitely give you some season recommendations where the nice person that did nothing wins. (laughs) Right. Uh, I wanted to see Michaela's season, but um, now that I know she wins, I almost don't want to watch it. Oh, Michaela didn't win. You mean Michelle? she didn't win? Michelle. Michelle won. I know Michaela was on it, too. I guess I thought she won as well. No, she's on the season with Jay. Yeah, she was on, and then she was on Game Changers, too. Michaela's played two seasons. Um, And Michelle has played two seasons, too. Won one, lost the other one, obviously. Yeah, but she made it to the end both times, so. Yeah. Well, if you watch Survivor, it starts in, what, like three weeks. Uh, If you watch Survivor, listen to our our podcast. I am planning to. I think it starts September 22nd, so I'll be on the lookout for it. Nice. It does. Uh, Cool. Well, we're going to wrap up the show, but thank you for calling. I'm glad we got at least one call in. Thanks for having me. It's great talking to you guys. All right. See ya. Bye. I don't know if Brian, if you're still in the chat, your last one I saw log in, but you should call us if you're still there. Yeah, the uh, the phone number's there. Otherwise, uh, I got one more review. Uh, Jay, followed by a bunch of numbers, says, hilarious. This five-star review is well-deserved based uh, solely on how much that Josh impression made me laugh out loud at work. People love Wolfie's Josh impression. They do. I love it too, so. You like it too? I do. Could you pull off a Josh impression? Um, I hope he's thinking about it. not a good one. I could do like from Big Bad. I could do it. Hey, you big meatball. There you go. There you go. Let's compare. Everybody leave some feedback. Josh's or Zach's impression or Wolfie's, which was better? If you vote for me, then then you're just wrong. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Challenge. Thank you again for listening. Please tune in to uh, the Facebook group for Challenged. Uh, I apologize we didn't get more phone calls in. We're having some technical difficulties. We will will smooth those out by the time Survivor comes along. Join the Survivor group on Facebook uh, to keep in touch with our our upcoming podcast. Uh, Zach, do you want to plug your other podcast? Um, yeah, it's not going right now, but it covers the reality show. Uh, it used to be called The Totem Pole. They just recently rebranded it to The Penthouse, and it should be coming back any time now. They haven't released a date yet, but they just did uh, start promoting Season 3 would be coming out soon. So um, right now the podcast, if you search, is called Totem Talk. It's probably going to be getting a name rebrand as well because the show <laughs> rebranded. Right. But uh, yeah, definitely check it out, and it's been a lot of fun. We Usually it's me and producers from the show or past players one one or two of them join me every episode to talk about the current season okay that's cool i don't watch that show but uh that sounds cool it's a very fun show yeah Uh, all right well thanks for listening to this episode of challenged and uh we will see you all next week With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.